Hello everyone, I'm your host Chloe Madeline and welcome to the Behind Her Mind podcast. Here we deep dive on all things health, fitness, lifestyle and everything in between. The intention is to inspire, to entertain and to empower. Join me as I unpack life and navigate my 20s all whilst trying to live a purpose-driven, authentic, real and unfiltered life full of the highs, the lows, the yeses and the noes. If you're ready to chat the inner workings of a 20-something's mind, you're in the right place. Let's get chatting. Hello, you guys. Happy Monday or happy whatever day you are listening to this podcast. Welcome back. Episode three. We're going to somewhat skip the little weekly recap for this week because in all honesty, I have zero updates. It is routine as usual working, training, eating, all the things. So we're just going to get stuck straight into episode three of season two. Now today's episode, we are chatting my top lessons that I have learned in my fitness journey thus far. Now, this topic idea stems from a place of reflection, reflecting on how I essentially got from A, A being back in 2018 when I began my fitness journey, to B, B being now. Where I am at right now, which mind you, of course, isn't the end of my journey. These things that I am about to talk to stood out for me as things that I had known, that had I had known them when I first began my journey, I potentially would have progressed a little more, struggled a little less, etc. Although I, of course, wouldn't take anything back. It's all got me to where I am today, as cliche as that sounds. So without further delay, today's episode... Lesson one, you are not alone. So let me paint a picture. Let me rewind for you back to when I first began my fitness journey. So back in 2018, I had just gone through a little bit of a traumatic six months. I think I've discussed this before on the podcast, but essentially I got to what I thought was the lowest of the lows and I needed something to pull me out. I needed something to focus on. I needed something to make me feel better, to make me you know, have that drive again for something, to have that motivation to do something, etc. So as you do, I joined a gym for the first time. And now I, my gym journey began quite cliche, like a lot of other females do. I literally chose only to train at like 9pm at night because that's when my gym at the time was the quietest. I specifically chose a gym that had a female only section because the male gender intimidated me at that time. I honestly, I don't remember doing much resistance training at all. And if I did, it was because I was following like an Instagram influencers guide, like more that hit style of training without doing like the cardio side of hit, if that makes sense. Circuit training, that's what I'll call it. And I did a lot of cardio. I To me back then, cardio was the calorie burner. It was the thing that you did to lose weight. And so I did a lot of that. And essentially, I think it took me like maybe two years to actually start branching out, uh, start to find someone to guide me, to start to find someone to coach me, uh, find some mentors, step out of my comfort zone and go down into the main section or to start doing the things that I thought would make me bulky and make me get bigger And basically, all in all, beginning your journey can be super daunting, regardless of whatever experience you have prior. 
For me, I had no prior experience of sporting ability whatsoever. I didn't do any kinds of sports growing up. I didn't do school sports. I didn't do like running. I despised running. I I was very academic growing up and I had my my own side of sporting. Like I was a horse rider and I had dancing. So I didn't do your quote unquote normal everyday kid kind of sports like soccer, football, netball, all those things. So basically, you know, a fitness journey can be daunting from the very beginning, regardless of where you've come from, regardless of your background, all those things. I guess the lesson in it is that most people do begin their journey feeling quite isolated and overwhelmed by what they perceive as the challenges that face them moving forward. Obviously, that comes with starting anything. You know, you, like you don't go into something and you, oh my god, like the next two years of this journey is going to be obstacle-free, smooth sailing, no challenges, super easy. The only like challenge to this is that it didn't start earlier. It's never like that. And I guess the lesson as well is that when you do start and generally when you're younger, you do think that you're alone and you can't really grasp the fact that you're not the only one that's starting their own fitness journey from the beginning. And I feel like reflecting back on even, not even just the beginning of my journey, like my comp prep journey, I guess the journey can be very easily misunderstood by a lot of people because when you first start out, you feel like you're alone in what you're doing. You're doing things that are actually quite different to the majority. Uh, So like for myself, growing up with my family, I was the first one that ever started tracking my food. I was the first one that ever went to the gym. I was the first one that ever did bodybuilding. Like I was the first. So what I was doing and what I was, what behavior I was exhibiting and what actions I was taking were the minority against the majority within my circle. And I guess that contributes to how you feel alone because in your immediate circle, you may be the only one doing it. You may quote unquote be alone, but this is when you have to branch out and you have to explore the community that you're like evolving yourself in. And I guess it's essential to understand and truly understand that there are countless other people who have similar goals to you, who come from a similar background, who have the same experiences. You just need to find them. Like it just, it's not going to take one day. You're not going to wake up and go, I'm starting my health and fitness journey and 20 people are going to come into your life with the same goals. You need to be the one to take that first step. You need to be the one to involve yourself in things. You need to be the one to ask for help, to find a coach, to find a mentor, to be guided by other people that have experienced this before you. And I guess in that same realm, when I first began, I was taking a very opposite end of the spectrum kind of journey to everyone around me at the time. Um, And this obviously, it does dive into the feeling of being alone in comparison to your circle, but even in comparison to like people my age, when I started, I found that the group of people that I went to school with we were kind of in different groups and on different paths and obviously there's nothing wrong with whatever path you take but this was just my personal experience there were a lot of girls same age as me getting married having babies graduating university etc so I wasn't a part of that group I wasn't in that group of people going down that life path at that stage in my life and then on the other hand There was another group of people that were living a very social life. You know, they were working Monday to Friday, nine to five and almost working for the weekend. And again, nothing wrong with this path if that's the path you're on. 
But for me, when I first started, that almost made me feel more segregated. So I was taking the path of health, of fitness, of bodybuilding, of all those things. Half of the people around me were taking the married, have babies, graduating uni life. And the other half were taking the social, you know, live life to its fullest, go traveling, experience the world, have fun, make friends, etc. And I was like down my own path. And I guess the lesson in this Obviously, the lesson is that the overarching lesson is you are not alone. But my take home from that lesson is that take the beginning of your fitness journey, the beginning of your health journey as an opportunity to learn by interacting with new people from within the community that you're wanting to involve yourself with. You're going to gain insights. You're going to learn the tips. You're going to learn the tricks. You're going to be inspired by other people's stories. You're going to evolve as a person you're going to be subject to so much professional and personal and self-development you're going to be you know expanded in so many ways by allowing the beginning of your journey to be an opportunity to learn and additionally it's an opportunity to discover new communities and this obviously relates back to what I said at the beginning in that you're feeling alone because in your immediate circle you're the only one doing this thing but Take the fact that you're the only one currently doing this thing as an opportunity to discover new communities. Connect with fellow fitness enthusiasts, seek the guidance of coaches and mentors, etc. The world is literally your oyster, and social media makes it so, so much easier to network. So, yeah, that is my lesson one. You are not alone. And moving right along, lesson two for me was learning balance. Now, this lesson goes beyond the whole 80-20 rule. I I understand that rule, but I think that rule looks different on anyone. Someone's quote-unquote balance might be 95-5. Someone's balance might be 50-50. Someone's might be 75-25, what have you. But I guess the learning and the, the lesson that I took from this over the years is that I personally used to feel like I was either 100 or I was zero. And I felt like I couldn't be 95. I couldn't be 99. I couldn't be two. It was you're either all in all the time. And if I wasn't, I was at a zero and I wasn't dedicated enough and I didn't want it bad enough. And I just wasn't, you know, cut out to do this. And don't get me wrong. There is a time and place for all in. Like take comp prep, for example, I personally wouldn't subject myself to a competition prep if I wasn't prepared to go all in in all aspects. And also there's nothing wrong with being all in in your day-to-day life if that is your type of balance. It's more so the, it goes far beyond going all in in terms of like I'm tracking my food, I'm training and I'm posing and I'm doing all the things. It's the the feelings that come out of all in and it's the way that all in like impacts your life so for instance all in for you might be literally being a hundred at all times but it might be being a hundred without guilt and without you know any negative impacts on your current life whereas being all in for me back then came with troublesome behavior it affected other things in my life it dictated my mood it made me neglect certain important things in my life etc And I felt like back then, as soon as I had lost even just 1% of my 100, I had failed entirely. I had to wait till the next day to try again. I had to wait till the next week to try again. It was like 
being at 99% was never good enough. It was 100 or nothing. And this phase of my life, and this is where I explain what my all-in was, I trained seven days a week. I sometimes trained twice a day. That is literally 14 times a week in the gym trying to resistance train. I tracked everything to the gram regardless of what it was. And by everything, I mean like spinach, lettuce, broccoli, the things that literally only matter really if you're in a comp prep. And even then, they're so minute in comparison to everything else. But like for me to track it, like I had to weigh my spinach. I had to weigh the supplements I was taking. I did everything. And regardless of what it was, but also regardless of what phase I was in, I could have been, you know, six months deep into an improvement season and I was still doing all these things. And I guess the journey became my entire life rather than realizing that my health and fitness journey was one portion of my life. It was one of many journeys I was on and I almost failed to realize that I had other important responsibilities at that point in time. And even now to this day, health and fitness in terms of the gym and training and bodybuilding is not my entire life. I still work a job that's unrelated to the fitness community. I still study at university in a field that is unrelated to health and fitness. I still have a family. I have a partner. I enjoy traveling. I enjoy being social with my loved ones, etc. It's not my entire life, but back then, that's how I viewed it. I was constantly pushing myself to the limits, and that is in more ways than just physically. I was obsessing over every meal. I was hitting the gym like it was my full-time job plus some more. And don't get me wrong, I was making physical progress, absolutely, but mentally and emotionally, I was running on empty. And if there was a possibility of running on less than empty, I was doing that too. And as I said, I was neglecting so many other aspects of my life. I was neglecting my studies. I was neglecting my friendships. I was neglecting my personal development. I was like literally all to just look better. And I didn't even know what looking better was for me. I just, I knew that I was unhappy with how I looked at that point in time The only method I thought to get me better results and to quote unquote give me my ideal physique was to do what I was doing at that point in time. And I guess the thing that made me kind of wake up and realize that I wasn't living a balanced life was my rebound out of my first prep that I ever did. And I honestly, I don't think having prepped I don't think that was the thing that made me realize this lesson. I think that was just a catalyst and a additional aspect that kind of sped up the process. And that first prep of mine, which again, I think I have spoken about this before, but that first prep, when my show got canceled, this would have been March of 2020. So it was right when COVID hit for the first time in Queensland or in Australia or whatever. And I think it's kind of just like everything was building and building and building up until that point straw that broke the camel's back was them announcing that my prep was being cancelled my show was being cancelled and that I just couldn't there was no nothing past that show I 
mentally, physically, emotionally, everything was riding on that show and that's when it all tumbled down. But obviously looking back in hindsight, that was a major wake up call for me and I obviously don't regret it whatsoever. And I guess from that point on, I have been on a constant mission to find a balance of both physical and mental health and to truly understand that rest and recovery is as important, if not more, than my training itself. And obviously, I am still finding this. I'm still learning what balance looks like for me, but I am day and night different to where I was when that little low moment in my life happened. And I guess my lesson, the takeaway from this, which produces this lesson is that there's times where you need to pull and there's times where you need to push and you do need both and it's okay if you're pulling at this one point in time and vice versa, it's okay to push as well. And I guess more than just physically, balance also exists with nutrition. I have learned to enjoy food without guilt, to have treats in moderation. I've learned the wonderful thing that is food to fuel my body to be able to train at an intensity that I train at. I have also found the balance with there being life outside of fitness. I have obviously learned that in comparison to where I was back then, fitness isn't my entire life. I've still got university, I've got work, I've got spending time with loved ones, I've got all the things. And essentially it's about finding your balance and learning that you don't need to be all in or all out you can be your own version of all in and you can be your own version of balance and it's also a very fluid concept it's not like I don't wake up and figure out what my 80-20 balance is and that is my 80-20 balance for the rest of my life balance is fluid it looks different on anyone it's unique to the individual and that's my lesson too is learn balance and learn what balance looks like for you Lesson number three, one that I wish I had learnt right from the get-go, is that form and technique is so important. I used to think that you just went to the gym and you exercised. Like, the whole manner of going to the gym and training was just that. Like, there was no additional thought into it. It was just walk into the gym and exercise. I was glued to the idea of always adding weight onto my lifts I somehow got it in my head, although I rationally knew there are so many different methods of improving and progressively overloading. When I was in the gym and practically, the only method I could see myself doing and see myself doing successfully was adding weight to what I was doing. And I guess the mentality of pushing myself to the limit in every session because I was so eager to see results and I was so eager to like, you know, be at a hundred all the time. That in itself sacrificed my proper form. And I was of the opinion that the more I pushed and the harder I pushed and the more I was pushed to my limits and the more I did more, the results would come faster. And lo and behold, I then suffered a really bad back injury. And funnily enough, when I did this back injury, I was filming and What makes it even worse is that my form in this video isn't actually the worst form I've ever done. I think at this point in time, it was just a buildup of poor form. 
and doing loads that I wasn't necessarily ready for because I hadn't earned the right to lift that weight. And I think it was just like a, I was already at 99% towards that back injury. And this one lift that I did made it a hundred. And this back injury, I won't go into too much detail, but I don't think I have ever felt that much pain before. It was like instant. I remember I was deadlifting and I dropped the weight and I stood up and it was like I had lost all ability to move. I was frozen where I was. I had to ask for help because I couldn't like it's so weird to explain but in my head I just couldn't like my brain couldn't tell my legs to move. My brain couldn't tell my hands to go and sit down lean on something do whatever I was just literally frozen where I was and then I remember for so many weeks the littlest things hurt to do I couldn't even take my own shoes off I struggled to get in the car I just like those minor things that you just don't think would be hard to ever do and then I remember what was even worse coming from this back injury is that once I had fully recovered and once I was no longer broken, quote unquote, it took me so long to mentally recover. I have videos of me trying to do certain movements in the gym and trying to even deadlift again. And mentally, I couldn't psych myself up to lift even five kilos. Like at the point in time in which I injured my back, I think I was doing about 90 kilos for deadlifts. And I have a video of me trying to do just the bar and that mentally, again, it's like I couldn't tell my brain, my brain couldn't tell my body to just lift it. And I guess the moral of this story isn't the fact that I had a back injury and I came back from it and, you know, setbacks make you go forward, etc. It's just that proper form is so paramount and you're never going to get anywhere if you keep adding weight without actually executing the movement properly and with proper form and technique. Moving a load and hitting a PB and doing all those kinds of things means nothing, in my opinion, if you don't have the form and technique to match. And it goes way more beyond just, you know, minimizing the risk of injury. And obviously, in my case, that would have been quite helpful. But proper form gives you functionality it increases your safety. It ensures that you you are engaging the right muscles. It obviously minimizes the risk of injuries and it optimizes the effectiveness of your training sessions. Like that just screams how important form and technique is. And I wish I had known this before I began training and resistance training. And I guess in my case, the back injury forced me to take a step back and to address my own issues with my own form and it was humbling to say the least but my take home from this lesson is to not only just ensure that your form and technique is on point at all times it's to work with coaches seek guidance from experts relearn the fundamentals there is no harm if you are week seven of week 12 in a training block And you're going to strip the exercise right back to the bare minimum load because you've realized that you may have been neglecting your form along the way. It's you're on your own journey and you will see so many more results. So like a bigger, 
impact on your body composition and how you're feeling and how you're moving and your functional movement day to day if you focus on your form and technique. And my final lesson or two for this podcast episode, I'm kind of going to group them into one. So lesson four is health is more important than your physique. And lesson five for me was smaller isn't always better. And so we're going to group those into one. So firstly, health is more important than physique. I guess this also stems back to the beginning of my fitness journey in that I was driven by a desire for a specific physique initially, which is funny because looking back, I actually don't know what physique I was driven to have. I guess like I didn't really follow specific fitness influences. I didn't have specific role models. I just overall knew that the physique that I was in at that point wasn't what I wanted to be in. But I did know that I was chasing unrealistic ideals for myself that were promoted by social media. And obviously, I can see that now in hindsight. And further to that, I fell into the trap of comparing myself to Instagram influencers. And I wholeheartedly believed that my worth was tied to the number on the scale. And I guess for me, I am a five foot two female. I am quite stocky in a good way I have quite a a lot of muscle for the size that I am and for the age that I am and I was never going to be that you know five foot eight slim tall smaller waist smaller legs thigh gap kind of person but back then that's what I chased and that's what I wanted and I hated the way that I looked I hated that I had muscly legs I hated that I was a bit more broader in the shoulders. I hated all the things that I was and I wanted all the things I couldn't be. And it only took me until I reached a certain point when I realized I was going down a worrisome path. I was creating that unhealthy relationship with food and myself. I was taking extreme dieting measures. I was overtraining. And obviously all of this ties back into the three other lessons I've spoken about. And Overall, I was sacrificing my health for the sake of a physique that I wasn't going to obtain. So logically, I was doing something, creating negative things for something that I was never going to get. So it's just like a continuous cycle of wanting something, not getting it, doing more harm, wanting something, not getting it, doing more harm. And I guess my takeaway and the lesson that I learned was that health is so much more important than anything And without your health, what even is life? Essentially, I focused on mental well-being. I focused on my energy levels. I focused on my hormonal balance, my immune function, the longevity and sustainability of what I was doing. I paid more attention to my sleep, my stress management, my recovery. I did all those things. And honestly, the physique came with it. And now when I look at what physique I aspire to have, it's just a better version of what I've already got rather than I want to look like Sally down the road, you know. And moving into lesson five, which is similar, I obviously always thought smaller was better. I wanted to be smaller. I didn't want to have the stocky legs. I didn't want to have the muscle. I didn't want to be, you know, a bit more broader, a bit more... Stocky is the wrong word, but it's the only word I can think of right now. But I believed the skinnier I got, the lower my body fat percentage got, the, you know, better I was going to look, the better I was going to feel, the 
more people were going to like me, etc. And I was on this relentless pursuit of being smaller and the allure of smallness is literally everywhere. So like, no wonder I was chasing that goal. It's in the media, it's on social media, it's in the fitness industry. And honestly, it isn't really until these past couple of years anyways that females have been aiming to be strong and have been wanting that muscularity. Like for a big portion of time there, skinnier was better and smaller was better. And smaller was what we were told we needed to be. And we're told that the ultimate goal is to be that tiny person but we fail to forget that smaller does not mean happy. It does not mean healthy. For me, it meant fatigue. It meant irritable. It meant I was obsessed with maintaining my appearance. It meant quite a lot more negatively to me than it did positively. And the lesson I took away from that is that I had to redefine what success meant to me. So at that point in time, success for me was achieving you know, pursuit of being smaller and whatever path I had to take to get to that, that was what I would do. But I had to reshape my thinking. I had to redefine what my new success was going to be. And my new success was to be happy. It was to be healthy. It was to focus my mind on being strong and chasing strength goals in the gym. And then as a byproduct of all that, I began to appreciate the power and the capability of my body And yes, there's a time and place where smaller, quote unquote, is the goal, but it has much more depth to that than just the title of being smaller. Obviously, in a comp prep, you are inevitably getting smaller as the weeks go on, but the goal isn't to be small. You will be smaller, but the goal isn't that. And I don't associate myself with the physique that I have at the end of a comp prep, and I certainly don't miss how you do feel when you have that physique that's for sure but yeah that is today's episode my I will recap my five lessons firstly you are not alone no matter what part of the journey you're in secondly learn balance however that looks for you whatever that means for you learn your own unique individualized form of balance thirdly form and technique is so 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 important Make sure that you implement it at all times, focus on the basics, relearn the fundamentals, seek guidance, do whatever you need to do, but remember that form and technique is paramount. Lesson number four, health always over physique. And lesson number five, smaller is not always better and does not equate to being happier and healthier. So that is a wrap, you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I really enjoyed today's episode and I'm also looking forward to next week's episode. I hope you are having an incredible day or night whenever it is that you are listening and I will be in your ears next Monday. Bye guys. And that is a wrap for today's episode. Thank you for listening to the Behind Her Mind podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, a follow and a review on whichever platform you are listening from would mean the absolute world. For guest and topic suggestions and to keep up to date with all things Behind Her Mind, please come and connect with us on Instagram at Behind Her Mind Pod. I will be in your ears again next Monday, so stay tuned.